business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Now I make money move. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Mentel. I am your host, and I have a very special edition of the pod for you guys, something we've never done before. I have sitting across from me our MJ Fitness Challenge Season 8 Champions. I have Kara and I have Frank. Guys, first and foremost, congratulations on being Season 8 Challenge champions. Frank, you took out the male fat loss category yes. in season eight. And Cara, you took out the female build muscle category in season eight. And today is your um, MJ experience day. So you guys are in, well, Frank, you're from Adelaide, but Cara, you've come uh, from Brisbane. Correct. So we've flown you down to Adelaide and you guys are spending the day with us here at, uh, at, at MJ well, at MJHQ, we're going to go train some legs. We're, uh, we've had some food. We're going to go have pre-workout meal. We're going to go for a celebratory dinner tonight. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff going on. And one of my favorite uh, days of the year is, is these um, challenge experience days. So I'm super excited to have you guys. Uh, and I thought, you know what? We've never had challenge champions on the Fitness Times Business podcast before. Uh, but through your experience over the 10 weeks of season eight of the challenge and the fact that you guys are challenge champions, you have a lot of valuable information and experience to share with the listeners and the viewers. So I thought, you know what? Why not? Let's get Frank, let's get Kara in on the podcast. Um, So first and foremost, I want to get you guys to introduce yourselves and give the listeners and the viewers a little bit of background. Um, But before we do that, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the MJ Fitness Challenge, and I have spoken about it a number of times on this podcast before, but just as a little bit of a refresher, so you kind of know what these guys are champions of, um, the MJ Fitness Challenge is a transformation challenge that we've been running since 2018. Um, So we just wrapped up season eight. Uh, 10-week transformation challenge. There's four different categories. So there's male build muscle, male lose fat, female build muscle, female lose fat. And we provide uh, the challenges with everything that they need over the 10 weeks to achieve either the fat loss goal or the build muscle goal. And that includes uh, customized meal plans, customized diet plans, uh, workouts, cardio programs, supplement programs, motivational guides, the um, the exclusive Facebook community that all of the challenges are in. Um, and there's interaction that happens every single day over the 10 weeks of the challenge. Uh, and over the five years that we've been doing this, this is, this is the eighth season, uh, we have seen some incredible results, uh, not just from challenge champions, but from those who don't become challenge champions, just the, the amount of muscle built the amount of um, fat lost, just the amount of physical and also psychological transformation has been absolutely incredible. So that's what the MJ Fitness Challenge is. These are our two challenge champions. Ladies first, Kara, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Kara. I'm 33. I'm from Brisbane. Um, I'm an animal lover at heart. Um, I do enjoy to cook at times, preferably baking. Um, Savory items, not so much. Not my forte. That's my partner's job. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Cook or chef? No, just a cook, <laughs> just a home cook. <laughs> just a home cook. But on your path to becoming a chef, right? <laughs> Possibly, possibly. We'll see. And and as I mentioned, you you uh, won the female build muscle category um, for season eight and your transformation. I mean, you guys can't see it because it's a podcast, um, but use your visual imagination. Cara, your transformation was incredible. Uh, not only did you build a lot of muscle in 10 weeks, like a ridiculous amount in 10 weeks because building muscle takes time, uh, but you your, your improvement in um, uh, body composition – like you lost fat as well. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the physique that you presented 10 weeks after you started was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you got the most votes and that's why you're sitting here as, as challenge champion. Uh, speaking of cooks and chefs, Frank, you are a chef. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Legit. Introduce yourself. Tell the listeners and the viewers a bit so about I'm you. Frank, I'm 32. Two? No, yes, 32 just turned. <laughs> just turned. Happy just birthday. Turned. Thank you, thank Your you. birthday is the day after my birthday. It is, it How is. Good. And that's why we're awesome. 
because the Zimba babies, you know, yeah. can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a married man, two kids. One's my daughter's five. My son is three. Uh, yeah, obviously I'm a chef. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I've been doing for the past, what, 16 years. Did you start as a cook and work your way into becoming a chef like Cara? Or? I started in a pizza bar. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, so I started in a pizza oh, bar. We're going to be of, best friends. <laughs> yeah, sort of directed into the yeah. cooking lines. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I like to train. That's Literally, that's all I do these days is train, eat, sleep, and be a dad. Yeah. It's yeah. my life. You got a lot on your plate, man. And you, you were just telling me off camera that you've just bought a business. Yeah. Yeah. At, just to at throw a, something else just, into just, the mix. Just to make life a little bit more interesting. I'm like, hell, let's just buy a cafe and start up something. Yeah. Good to go. That's Fantastic. Go. Little plug for your cafe. Where's it at? Freedom Panini Bar and Cafe. Uh, it's on uh, Port Road at Woodville South. Beautiful. Here in Adelaide, South yes, Australia. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic. And you, uh, I mean, man, how much weight did you lose in season eight? 20 kilos. In 10 weeks. Yeah. If you Unreal. include the weekend or so before, about 22. Unbelievable. And your, uh, your transformation photos were ridiculous, man. Thank you. Like, uh, I, I, when I saw them come through, I was like, this is going to be hard to beat with the public vote and then the internal vote as well. Yeah. Um, 22 kilos in, in 10 weeks is, is absolutely unreal. So congratulations to both Thank of you, you once again um, you. For, the, for the physical transformations and for sitting here as our, uh, as our challenge champions. So I wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions about your fitness journeys, right? And so this is going to be specific to the 10 weeks of season eight of the MJ Fitness Challenge, but then it's also going to kind of I guess, uh, uh, bleed into your entire fitness journey over your lives. And you're both in your early 30s, um, so kind of similar age and, and similar sorts of paths to where you're at in your fitness journey at this point in time. So the first thing that I wanted to, to get your, um, your insights in is one of the things that we see a lot through the MJ Fitness Challenge and just through the business in general is that People get to a certain point in their life where fitness now becomes a priority, right? So some people, when they're when they're younger, you know, and they're in their childhood years and their teenage years, perhaps they're involved in a sport, you know, maybe it's a performance sport, maybe it's um, just gym or gymnastics or swimming or football or soccer or whatever it is, or maybe it's just athletics in general. And then they kind of become adults and life happens, and then fitness becomes not such a priority. And then at some point in their life, they're like, you know what? I need to start prioritizing my fitness again. Then the other, the other side of it is some people are just have never been interested in fitness at all, but they get to a certain point in their adult life where it's like, no, 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 I need to start prioritizing my health. This needs to be important to me. And it can be for a number of different reasons. For some people, it's um, the way they look. For some people, it's the way they feel. For some people, unfortunately, it's some sort of health scare where it's like, no, I need to start prioritizing my health because if I don't, I'm going to be losing years off the end of my life. So I wanted to ask you guys, what was your motivation at this stage in your life to, to start prioritizing fitness? And are there any tips, tricks, valuable information that you can share with the listeners, with the viewers that are kind of like they're on the, they're on the fence, right? Like they need to, they know that fitness needs to be a priority, but they haven't quite unlocked what they need to unlock to make it a priority. Let's start with you, Cara. Well, for me, it was seeing myself in the mirror every day yeah. and not being, not enjoying what I saw. Mm. Um, I'd recently moved house at the time, to a new rental um, close to a gym nearby, kept driving past it daily and I thought, no, nah, I'm going to take the leap, go have a crack. Um, so I took a free trial, um, tested them out, took the midday session of all days, my word, hard yeah. session ever, <laughs> but it was worth it. Um, but when I got home, I felt it. Everything was sore. Um, Took a couple of days to recover, but it started ticking. Fitness journey again. I'm like, no, I'm going back. I enjoyed that, so I'm continuously went just to uh, reintroduce myself to fitness, mm -hmm. improve my health, um, improve the way I looked, um, and it went from there. And so it continues now. Yeah, 
So for you, it was it was more like the the visual aspect, right? Like you were you were not satisfied with how you looked, no. And you were like, you know what? I can take control of this situation. I can do something about this situation. Hundred percent. What was this? What was the thing that flicked the switch in your mind to do that? Because what I see happen a lot is people like, I'm not real happy with the way I look, but. I'm happy to settle for the way I look, you know? And it's it, it can very quickly kind of spiral into the negative aspect of self-love, right? Where it's like, you know, I'm just going to love myself. Even though you know deep down inside, you're not happy with how you, how you look or how you feel or whatever it is. So for you, how did you stay away from that negative aspect of self-love and pull yourself into, no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take control of this with both hands this is something that I can do and I'm going to commit to doing something about it. I think having a supportive partner too, that helped yep. my cause. Um, he helped me go towards that goal of being able to love myself again, as well as improving the fitness and physically looking better. Because um, at the time, even though I didn't know it, I was depressed mm-hmm. with how I looked. Mm-hmm. And I guess that reset pushed everything aside and it just, yeah, I felt better about myself um, maybe a month or so doing it mm-hmm. and my partner just kept supporting me. Go, keep going. You're enjoying it. I can see it. Why stop? Yeah. yeah. What did you do when it got hard? I pushed through it. How? How? What did you, what did you use? Like you got the support of your partner, but it's got to be internal, right? Like you can have somebody yelling and screaming at you and say, keep going, keep going, keep going. But ultimately when it's just you and yourself, you're the one that has to go, no, I will keep going. It's self-belief. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I've uh, competed competitively with previous sports. So I know what it is to get to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to look how I currently look, if not better. Yeah. So I'm going to continue to push. The determination and the motivation is there. Yeah. And I'm not going to quit at any stage. Yeah. Love it. So good. What about you, Frank? My motivation? Yeah. What got, oh, so what got me started? So what? literally the day I turned 30, two years ago, obviously, to the day, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just didn't feel very healthy. And obviously having two young kids, my son had only been, it was like just over a year old mm-hmm. and my daughter was two and a half. And I was just thought, if I don't change, if I don't change something, I'm not going to be here as long as I want to. Mm-hmm. So that's my main goal is, is to be here as long as I physically can um, for them. I want to, you know, obviously, have, you know, in my family, you know, there's obviously health conditions that have, that have run genetically, you know, whether it be cholesterol, diabetes, all that stuff. So I pretty much stopped all that to try and stop all that and be as healthy as I can mm-hmm. on paper. For the physical aspect, I've always been that fat kid my whole life. My whole life I've been that fat kid, struggled with the weight. So that was always there in my mind. Like, you know, I've never been, you know, happy with how I've looked. I've obviously disguised that with a bigger personality. You know, I know it's cliche, but it's true. If you don't mind me asking, how big? Like when you say you fat, you were the fat kid, right? Are we talking like you know you were like sixty kilos, or yeah. you were like and the rest? Okay, uh, where, were like, we, where were we at? So when I was seventeen, yeah, I was one hundred and fifty kilos. Okay, yeah, so yeah. big boy yeah. for seventeen. Um, obviously, you know, at that age as well is when you start to, you know, go out, you know, you know, meet. You know, try to meet someone, this and that, and they never really worked. So my, that's where my weight loss journey started. I went from 150 down to like 95 mm-hmm. in a year. Um, that's huge. And, yeah, yeah, that was hardcore. Uh, was it the correct way? No. Like as in, you know, I obviously I did eat and trained, but obviously it was more of like a starvation mm-hmm. because obviously, I, you know, the way I felt and how I looked. And then obviously throughout the years it fluctuated up, back down, up, back down. I started to lose weight again just by eating better, maybe about three years ago. Mm. And it was going okay, but then it got to, like I said, I hit 30 and I'm like, it's just, I need to be, yes, I'm losing weight, I'm, but I need, I need to just be healthier. So I started going to the gym, focusing on just my external as, as well. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, so here we are. And then so just got to where we are now. So it's just been a massive journey. Never, never, never a straight road though. Yeah, uh, yeah it's part of fitness, yeah, right? Is never you, you think it's going to be nice and linear and perfect and then nah, never. No, never. I got to ask you the same question that I asked Cara because I know, especially with that amount of weight loss, right? Like going from 150, what do you weigh now? Right now, uh, 80, 89. So you've literally almost halved your weight, pretty much, yeah. you know, huge weight loss. Uh, and I know that definitely along parts of that journey, it's been really difficult for yeah. you, you know, whether it's been the diet, whether it's been the exercise, you know, whatever. What have you used to push through the short-term difficulty to stay on track with your weight loss goals? So right now, the, definitely the past two years since I have lost as much weight as I have and to keep it off, it's more of an anger at mm. myself mm -hmm. to make sure I don't put it back on or get to that state again. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> and even my wife, the way she describes it, you know, you know when you go to the gym and there's that guy that's sitting there and he, you, you think he's just like angry and unapproachable, but he's just, he's in his own, or he's in his own world, mm -hmm. like a resting bitch face almost. Yeah. That's me. I get that a lot. Yeah. I'll just sit there <laughs> and people don't want to come to, because they think I'm just unapproachable. Just, that's just because I'm just at myself. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's that just the, yeah. Trying to keep it in that, that's how, what's kept me going. Yeah. You know, obviously like the discipline level, the motivations, they come and go, but that's what's kept me going to, keep it off and to stay as healthy as I can. Yeah. Because I just want to be here as long as I can. Yeah. And I think that that's huge from from both of you, right? You're slightly different motivations, slightly different goals and, and slightly different things that you've used to kind of push through the, the short-term discomfort. But I think that all of us at some point along our fitness journey, whatever that looks like, because for some people it might be aesthetic, for other people it might be health related, for some people it's going to be body composition, for other people it's just going to be pure weight loss, whatever it is, you need to have something that when you get to the short-term discomfort and you're sore and you're tired and you just don't want to stick to your diet today, you want to go off diet, you want to eat what you want to eat, or you just don't want to go to the gym today because you didn't sleep well or because the kids have been up all night or, you know, whatever the situation is, you need something that you can fall back on that pushes you through the short-term discomfort. Something that is more important to you than the discomfort is in the short term. That you can go, no, nah, I'm anchoring back into that. And that is the fuel that I'm going to use to push me through the short-term discomfort. So for you, it's being around for your kids. It's the anger at not going back to being the fat kid, as you put it. 100%. Right? And for you, Kara, it's, no, I want to look the way that I want to look. And that's more important to me than however great this short-term discomfort is going to get. So I think, you know, those of you um, listening and, and watching wherever you're at upon uh, wherever you're at in your fitness journey or if you're about to embark on a fitness journey having the awareness around that is going this is what I'm going to fall back on this is my quote unquote why or this is what I'm going to use that is going to be more important to me than any short term discomfort to keep going on the path that I've chosen i want to ask you guys about one of the big difficulties that i know a lot of people come up against and that is dieting uh, and, you know, whether you're in a caloric surplus and you're trying to build muscle like you were during the challenge cholera or you're in a caloric deficit like you were during the challenge Frank and you're, you know, you're hungry because you're in a caloric <laughs> deficit. Uh, Tremendous deficit. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys or how have you and how do you continue to deal with the difficulty related to diet in particular? What are some tips and tricks that you've kind of used to, to deal yeah. with that? I guess for me, um, I guess with the nutrition plan that was provided throughout the challenge, yeah. it was very limited in our food sources. Mm -hmm. um, and that I struggled with, to mm -hmm. be completely honest. But now, now there's a bit more flexibility in the food choices. So I'm using my fitness pal, I'm calculating. I know yeah. it seems a bit silly, but I want to maintain everything, um, calculate everything and keep the current calories as is. Um, but there is a lot more variety with what I can eat now, which yeah. is fantastic. 
Yeah. I think the tracking piece is so important, right? And it's it's something during the, the MJ Fitness Challenge that gets done inherently because it's part of the way that we set up the macros and the diet plans and so on and so forth. But whether you're, you know, doing a challenge, any sort of challenge, or whether you're just on your own fitness journey, having the awareness and hence the accountability around what you're putting into your body is huge, right? And the only way that you can do that is to track so whether you use, like I use MyFitnessPal as well, um, Calorie King, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different apps that you, can, that you can do. But I think that that's such an important piece of the puzzle and such a valuable piece of information is just know where you're at, right? Like know, you know, if you're not counting, if you're not tracking, how do you know if you're in a surplus? How do you know if you're in a deficit? How do you know that you're at maintenance? How do you know that over, you know, for a day, you might know, okay, I wasn't in a deficit for that day, but over a week, are you in a deficit for the entire week? Are you in a surplus for the entire week? If you're not tracking, if you're not counting, you're just not going to know. So I think that's that's a huge part of it. What about you, Frank? Poor. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. Very. The, the tracking definitely helps, yeah. especially if you're trying to lose weight. That without, like, without question, number one, reign supreme, you have to track. Mm. Definitely. Tips and tricks, and this is for everybody that. If you, not a challenge, top, off, off, off challenge, like just straight up, if you're just trying to lose weight, find alternatives. Mm -hmm. You know, find things that if you have a craving, an alternative that you can replace it with. Like for example, like if you're not, if drinking water gets to a point where it's too much, okay, drink a flavored water, you know, or, you know, non-sugared soft drinks. Okay, people say they're not good for you, but if you're having only a glass a day, it's not going to hurt. If, if you want to use that as a treat, I know I did. Especially when, if you've cut your calories by half, like if not more, and you, it even just helps to trick the mind that you're, because of all the gases as well, to, that you're full. Mm. If you're losing weight, eating ice, ice helps. To, Good one. To, yeah, to yeah. sort of, I guess, that mouth, to something that feels like something is in your mouth, I yeah. guess. Uh, even choice. Yes. Choice is a big one. That I was, was going to say. Biggest, yeah. I went through, like in the challenge, I, I bought boxes. Yeah. Sugar-free chewing gum. Sugar-free yeah. chewing gum. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Boxes and boxes of chewing gum. Yeah. Just to, to keep me going. Mm. But yeah, and just, and if, and if anything, if you're sticking to something that's very simple, even if it's like, as example, like chicken and veggies or whatever it may be, spices. Yeah. Learn how to spice your food. Learn different combinations of spices. Don't be afraid to spice. Do not be afraid to spice your food. Because <laughs> otherwise, that's where you to help your brain saying that you're eating something different. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. You got any uh, interesting recipes you can share with us, Chef Frank? Honestly, I'm, I was very basic. Yeah. I just, like I said, the spices. I just kept, kept that cooking aspect simple. Just Flavored differently, mm. or, you know. I'm a very big. I like chili. I love chili. So realistically, it's just lots of chili. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Chili and garlic, good to go. <laughs> you know, Holy Trinity ch chili, garlic, and oregano. Can't go wrong. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong. <laughs> it's the all spice. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's one of these things, man. And I, I've spoken about it. You know, when I'm dieting and I'm preparing for a show as well. Like you've got all of these little little tricks that you can use, you know, especially when you're in a caloric deficit, right? Your body does not want to be in a caloric deficit. It's, it's just like we're built to survive. So our bodies want to try and store as much body fat as possible, right? So that when the winter comes, we've got the stores there to make it through the winter. The problem with now is winter never comes. So, you know, your body just continues to store and store fat. But that's just the way that we're wired. So when you're in a caloric deficit, when you're trying to lose body fat, it's going to be hard. Like there's no, it's impossible to be dieting and being in a caloric deficit and not feel hungry. It just doesn't happen. Impossible. It might happen for a week, but then in week two, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. So, you know, you have to use these different little hacks, like that's what I call them. I call them hacks, right? And things like eating ice, something I do. Sugar-free chewing gum, something I do. Flavored water, I sip on flavored aminos, right? Throughout the day. Like you've got these little hacks. So use them, right? Because you can do it, you can incorporate it into a caloric deficit and it's just going to make it easier for you to stick to that diet for the longest period of time and therefore achieve the goals. And that's ultimately, it doesn't matter what your fitness journey looks like, 
the longer you can stick to a particular fitness journey, the more success you're going to experience on that journey. So whatever you have up your sleeve that you can kind of use from a tip, from a trick, from a hack perspective, use it. Don't be afraid. 100% never. I want to ask you guys about free meals just while we're talking about dieting. Because one of the things that we do incorporate into the MJ Fitness Challenge is weekly free meals. And they're optional, right? So we say, if you want to have a free meal and there's a little calculation that we do around removing other specific meals from your diet for that particular day to allow yourself the calories to have a free meal. But if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Did you guys use free meals? How did you use free meals? What's your thinking around free meals? Let's start with you, Cara. Of course, I use free meals. Um, for me, it was more of a reset each week yeah. just to prepare my mind and body in the, for the next week ahead. Um, I don't see it as a negative impact. I see it as a positive because you'd be utilising what you've uh, eaten the day before or that weekend um, and using it throughout the week mm. um, and burning it off. Building, using it to build muscle. Um, so, yeah, wasn't wasn't shy in what I ate either, to be honest. Yeah, no guilt associated with it? Not no. really. And I yeah. think I've gotten over that. Um, having previously been put on a meal plan, yeah. I had cheat meals every three months or so just to reset the mind, body. Frank, how did you go with free meals? Never never cheated once. Didn't touch them. Didn't touch them. No cheat meals. No. Nope. Nothing off diet. No. So you you guys are complete polar opposites in yeah. this regard. Kara's <laughs> yeah, like, I love my free meals. Bring them on. Frank's like, no, no, no don't even touch them. I, I thought there was just too much of a slippery slope. Yeah. I just felt like I like, for example, like so someone else, they'll go to if they just take any fast food, would that that you, you know, your preference. Someone else might go, they'll get something that might can that, you know, would have considered two meal, two of our meals combined to one as a free mm -hmm. meal. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I don't know what that single meal is. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that I'll go and I'll just go over order and I'll eat the whole entire lot yeah. because I ordered it. So I'll eat it. That's why I never cheated. Because then once I hit that, it's like, oh, well, you know, I did it this today, I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's and because the fact that I've got, you know, I've come from where I have. Like with my weight, I know what I'm like. So I'm just like, no, just better off not sticking to it. You know, just eat, just stick to the, the, to the meal plan. Just don't cheat. It's really, it's really cool that you guys are on opposite ends of the spectrum here because it's something that, you know, the, the piece of advice that I give around it is that everyone's a little bit different, right? So for some people, having a, a, a weekly free meal or a weekly cheat meal or a bi-weekly free meal or a bi-weekly cheat meal works well because of what you mentioned, Kara, right? Like it's, it's, it's not necessarily the physical reset. It's a psychological reset. And it's almost like, you know what? I know that if I can stick to my diet for seven days straight, this is my little psychological reward, right? And so I'm good, but, but, but I got to earn it, right? If I, if I cheat on my diet, I don't get the free meal, right? So it's kind of, it works in that kind of psychological reinforcement perspective. Whereas other people, like yourself, Frank, it's like, nah, you know, I, I, that inner fat kid is going to come out, right? If I go and cheat on this diet and I don't know if I start this, where this is going to end. So it's just better for me to kind of have like that all or nothing attitude and go, no, 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 like it's it's not for me. I'm just going to be 100% all in on my diet. I don't need the free, meal, free meals. I don't need the cheat meals. I don't need the psychological reset because I have other things underlying that are providing the psychological motivation. And for you, it's being there for your kids, being there for your family and not being the fat kid again, right? So everyone's a little bit different and there is really no right or wrong answer to it, right? It's not like, yes, everybody should be doing weekly cheat meals or no, no nobody should be doing weekly cheat meals. You got to kind of think about what your intrinsic motivation is and, you know, whether they're going to be beneficial at helping you stay on track with your fitness goals. And ultimately, everyone's a little bit different. And they work both for you guys because you're both challenge champions. Yeah. So Kara's having free meals every week. Fantastic. Challenge champion. Frank didn't touch a free meal for 10 weeks. Fantastic. Challenge champion. Yeah. So the proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So you got you to gotta figure out what works best for you. I want to um, change gears real quick. And 
one of the things that we notice with every challenge, and this it's it's quite it's it's something when we first started doing the challenge back in 2018 that I didn't really expect. But I've I've now, you know, we've done eight seasons of it. We've been doing it for five years, and I've kind of seen this time and time again. Through the challenge, we give the challenges everything that you need to achieve your fitness goals, right? There's the diet plan, there's the meal plan, there's the workout plan, there's the cardio plan, there's the motivational guide, there's the supplement guide, there's the Facebook community, there's the support, like everything. Like there's nothing. Do you guys think there's anything we don't give? No, it's pretty much everything. It's all there, right? It's all there. And so when we first started the challenge, I was like, fuck, everyone that starts this challenge is going to make it through the 10 weeks and get great results. I've since learned that most people don't make it through the 10 weeks of the challenge, right? There are people that drop off in week two, there are people drop off in week five, people drop off in week seven, and they just don't even make it to the 10 weeks to the point where they get to do the before and after photo and go to the public vote and go to, you know, and, and throw their hat in the ring to become crown challenge champion. And so one of the things that I've noticed and one of the things that I've, I've kind of theorized on that is it's so much of that has to do with people's abilities regardless of how much information they've got, right? Literally, we give it all to you. All you have to do is do it. What prevents people from doing it is they're unable to change the habits and routines that they had into habits and routines that support the fitness goal that they're trying to achieve. And obviously, you guys have been able to do that quite well, right? The habits and routines that you had pre-MJ Fitness Challenge that didn't align with the fitness lifestyle that you were trying to live, you've been able to shift those into habits and routines that do align, right? Because you made it through the 10 weeks, you got great results, you're challenge champions. To people that have difficulty changing those habits and routines, what advice can you offer? Mm, I would say it's, being able to adapt is, is hard to anyone, no matter what it is. Uh, it's finding that balance. Like people, a lot, you know, for example, so a lot of people say it's the food, so they drop off, or if they have a, a achievement, for example. Yeah. All right? Okay, you fell off, just jump back straight back on. It's going, you know, jumping straight back on the horse, keep going. You know, the gym workouts, people say that they don't have enough time. It's 24 hours in a day. If you truly want something, you will make the time. And speaking to Kara before, we both are the same, in the same boat, especially with the training. We both wake up super early to go to the gym to train. What time are you up? I get up at three. Oh. I get up at three. That and, is super early. And I'm at the gym by 20 to, I'm at the gym at 20 to four. Kara? I'm up at 3.30 and by the gym by quarter past four. <sighs> yeah. You know, and then go to work. Yeah. Start at 6 a.m., yeah. you know. And then I, at, while we were doing the challenge, I was working two jobs. So I was getting home at like 10, 10, 30, 10 o'clock at night, getting up at 3 o'clock and doing it again. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, for some people, it's, it's once they've, if they fall off or they can't manage to do something, they, it's looking for the solution. And I'm not saying the solution's the right, for, like you say, it's not the right for everybody, but the solutions to which can help to get uh, and continue doing the journey. You know, it's not, it's not easy and it never will be, but, it's just finding those solutions to those problems for the reasons why you have stopped or why you think you can't keep going. Mm. That's the biggest thing. You know, it, it's, you know, oh, I can't eat, I can't eat enough during the day. Meal prep, you know, find, make yourself some time, set yourself some time to meal prep. You know, so even you make yourself meals if you ha can't physically sit down to eat. Okay. Supplement with a uh, actual eating meal with a liquid meal. Okay, it's not optimal, but you're still getting the calories. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's where I'll, even a lot of people have asked. You know, how do how do I kept going? And I work like I like I said, I work as a chef. I'm a chef. I work in the kitchen. People are like, oh, you can eat what you want. I'm like, no, I can't because when I'm feeding other people is when the time I'm supposed to be eating. Mm -hmm. So how can I? You know, so I've got to. I have to. You know, change things up and work in my situation, but still manage to do it at, at the same time. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are in the same situation. It's just finding and managing what works best for you that still aligns with the goals you want to achieve. Do you think the, the first step in that is actually identifying the habits and routines that don't align? 
Yeah, 100%. And going, you know what? These are the ones that I, I can't, like I can't keep eating dinner out every night if I'm serious about losing weight. 100%. And then going, okay, now that I've identified that that doesn't align with what I'm trying to accomplish, what is the solution? You know, what, what new habit, what new routine can I put in place that will align with the goal that I'm trying to achieve? You think that's an important? 100%. Yeah. Identifying, that's definitely, definitely. Like I said, the biggest, like I have a few people spoken, they're like, I eat properly, you know, but I still can't manage to lose weight or gain weight. I'm like, what else are you doing to help yourself? Do you know, do you train? Oh, I don't have time. Okay, you don't have to go to a gym, but are you doing anything to help, you know, to better yourself, you know? Yeah, you're eating properly, but doesn't necessarily, you know, if you want to gain muscle, or you want to do this, or whatever it may be, what are you doing to actually help yourself do that? Yeah. You know, you make the time. If you want to do something, you have to make the time in that aspect, you know? Well, like you said, it's identifying what it is. Most of the time, the biggest the biggest thing I've ever I've heard, especially in the the challenges that I've done, is the I haven't got time to do that. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> everyone so, has so, the same amount of time. Yeah. So I have this little saying, and uh, everyone who works in this business knows this is my saying. I hate when come people come to me and they say I don't have time. Like if I say, you know, where's that that project you were supposed to deliver or how come this didn't get done or you know chasing something up and someone says to me that they just never say it anymore because they know it's not acceptable I don't have time is not will never be spoken in this in this company in this culture my thing is it's not that you didn't have time it's it wasn't a priority and interestingly enough when you actually verbalize that and say that out loud right so when you go from you know what, Frank, um, you know, why didn't you get to the gym yesterday? And you say, I didn't have time. And you stop yourself and you say, no, 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 hold on a second. Let me rephrase that. It wasn't a priority. And you verbalize that and you put that into the universe and you hear it back. It has a completely different connotation than I didn't have time. Because now you can go, well, hold on a second. I did have the 24 hours yesterday and I made choices around how I spent that time. And one of the choices I made was to not go to the gym, not because I didn't have time. I had 24 hours. It just wasn't a priority. So I did this, 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 because those were more important to me. Whether they were or not, your actions indicate that they were more important to you. So one of the things I say is never say I didn't have time. I even do it myself, right? When someone calls me out on something. Why didn't you get that done? Why didn't you get that done? I will never say I don't have time. I'll say it wasn't a priority. And then I got to go about, okay, well, from a solutions perspective, how do I make sure that is a priority? What other things do I need to pull down my priority list? Because this is actually important and this needs to sit right at the top. So that's great advice. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I had to do. Yeah. What's priority? Because like I said, between working to provide for my family yeah. and being a dad, okay, and one and a, a big I, a big thing that I was, especially with the family aspect, and a few uh, guys from the gym, they've even they you know they follow me on social, and they've even they've seen me post about it. Is that I'll lose to to be the best that I can be, I'll lose as much sleep as I need to. If that means I have to get up early to for my time, for me my personal time, then I'll get up early so that I don't take away time that I have with my family, and that's exactly what I did. So literally, t t when I started training, I've been getting up at 3 a.m. for two years straight, mm -hmm. seven days a week, mm -hmm. just so that I don't lose any time from the moment I get home to build my kids until they go to sleep, obviously, being little. But I know the flip side of that, right? So the flip side of that is you monitor what time you go to bed, right? You're not going to waste time at night watching bullshit on fucking nah. Netflix nah, or you know scrolling through social media or whatever because… From a priorities perspective, it's important to you that you get to bed by a certain time so that you can be up by three o'clock the next morning, right? So that's kind of how it filters down. It's got to do with how you've set your priorities. Yeah, 100%. Literally, that, that's actually true. Yeah, as soon as I know it's true. As soon as the kids are going to yeah. bed, I'm going to bed. You're going to bed, right? Because you know what the consequences are of making different choices, right? And that's why the awareness around the habits and routines that don't align with who you're trying to become is so important because once you've identified them, you can take steps about changing them and making sure that they do align. And then that comes down to prioritizing. What about you, Cara? 
No, I think Frank's hit the nail on the head with yeah. everything. He's covered everything. I don't think I need to add my two cents here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have any any um, examples of habits and routines that perhaps you kind of fell into that didn't align with the fitness lifestyle that you had to kind of dig yourself out of that you that kind of come to mind that you can think of? Not that I can recall. Yeah. Um, no. I'm sorry. It just comes down to prioritizing. <laughs> You're just so good at doing it now, you don't even notice. <laughs> it's just second nature, isn't it? Once you get used to it. Yeah. It's yeah. no procrastinating. At the end of the day, that's a, that's a big thing as well. You know, like, you know, especially like if you want to go to the gym and you set your alarm, for, just say someone sets an alarm for six o'clock. Yeah. When they sleep, they push the snooze button. Mm. No, get up. Exactly. Don't push snooze. Because yeah. as soon as you push snooze, that's an excuse to sleep in. Yeah. You want to do it, the alarms, you set the alarm because you wanted to get up at that time. So you get up and you make sure you do what you got to do. 100%. Do you, uh, I, I ask this question because I train early in the morning as well. Not as early as you guys. I get up at four. Um, so I'm half an hour behind Cara and an hour behind Frank. But we're all, we all kind of get our exercise done first thing in the morning. But I'll be the first person to put my hand up and say, I'm not a morning person. So for me, when my alarm goes up at four o'clock every morning, it's literally like torture. I'm just like, fuck. I really like, I just, I'm the guy that goes, where's the snooze button at? <laughs> let, me, let me press that. Do you, do you have like any tips and trips that you, that you use? Like when that alarm goes off, you're like, you know Straight what? out of bed. Just, just straight out no of negotiation. No negotiation. No yeah. negotiation. No laying and contemplating, should I go to the gym or contemplating yeah. whatever it is you might be doing at that time. Yeah. Alarm goes off, straight out of bed. Nine out of 10 times, I'm always up before my alarm. I'm just sitting there waiting for my alarm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's like, awesome. le Legitimately, like yeah. at least five, 10 minutes, I'm just sitting there waiting. Yeah. I'm like, how early am I? Do I yeah. wait? Do I go back to sleep and wait for the alarm? Yeah. But literally, that just as soon as it goes off, get out of bed. Yeah. And just do exactly what you have to do. Yeah. That's that, yeah. Uh, you know, it all. A lot of people say, oh, go wash your face, this and that. I, I personally think as long as, as soon as you've gotten out of bed, yeah. you're already ahead. You're already, you, should, you know. I know some people take a lot longer to wake up, mm. but yeah, just start it. Don't hesitate. Are you the same, Cara? I have my days. Yeah. Um, some days I jump out of bed like Frank. Other yeah. days I may lay around for five minutes. But then again, I have two other alarm clocks. My dog and my cat. So <laughs> you if, got the pets. I, if I don't get up and let the dog out for a yeah. wee and a poo, he's gonna go in the house. Unfortunately, yeah. 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 so it's, I'm gonna have to get up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of um, pets. And uh, and relaying that, I'm trying to pull a segue here. It's really not working, but let me just go. <laughs> I want to um I want to talk about uh when we talk about habits and routines, right, and making sure that those align with who you're trying to become. A big part of that is your environment, right? If you're around people in particular, close friends, family members who aren't supportive of what you're trying to accomplish, it's much more difficult to change those habits and routines to make them align with what you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to uh, become. What are your thoughts on support from people who are closest to you? Start with you, Cara. Oh, a bit touch and go. Yep. Um, especially when there's dinner parties involved. Yes. Um, I know he's, I know my partner's aware of what, I'm currently going through nutrition-wise and plan-wise. Um, but then again, dinner parties are arranged out of the blue. Oh, surprise, I'm having a dinner party. Yeah. Um, so invites close friends um, and maybe a family member or so just to um, share amongst others because he cooks for one person mm. um, and he tends to cook for about six people. Yeah. He can't cook for a single person. Cook for the person. whole neighborhood. Yeah, he can't cook for a single person, unfortunately. You know all about that, Frank. <laughs> it's impossible. You're, 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 you're Italian. You know yeah. how it is. There's no such thing. There's no such thing left over for base. Yeah. yeah. So, so he invites all these people over um, and they've got a fair understanding of what I'm currently going through, yeah. um, which is helpful. But then again, when they're eating food, when I'm eating my food, it's... Yeah, it's hard to distract myself. You say that they have a fair understanding of what you're going through. Is that because you communicate that to them? Like how do they get that understanding? 
they see what I've achieved and they yeah. they ask questions. Oh, okay. have you done this? What what are you currently doing yeah. to become how you currently look? Mm-hmm. So I give them a full backstory, um, and it has helped along the way. So they're continually asking questions, seeing how I'm going, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Um, so yeah, and it helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I think that there's there's actually a hidden gem in that, right? Is I think sometimes when you're in an environment where you know your goals are you you assume that your goals are unsupported by your your um, close network, your 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 close family, uh, sorry, your family and your close friends. Um, often that assumption is untested uh, and untrue, right? Because a lot of the time, people closest to you want to see you happy, right? And if you're, sometimes we kind of, we go, you know, I don't want to share that goal because it's in misalignment with their lifestyle and perhaps they don't agree with it. But your true friends and your close family and people who really care about you want to see you happy and they're interested in what you're doing. So a lot of the times, don't assume that you don't want to share your fitness journey or whatever kind of self-improvement journey you're on. Often talking about it, people will be inspired by it. Right, and if they have an understanding of it, it'll be easier to get them to support you along the way. Whether it's you know through dinner parties or you know whatever the situation may be, but I think the communication aspect is is such a big part of that. Would you agree? Hundred um, percent. Otherwise, they're not going to know what you're going through. They'll yeah. just think, oh, why isn't she eating? She's a bit weird, isn't she? Yeah. Because that's what they always think. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But if you just talk about it. And, you know, and not be, not be, not feel, I think sometimes there's like shame associated with it, right? Because you're trying to like improve, you're trying to get better and you think that there's like shame associated, there's no shame associated with doing that, right? And often when you talk to people about it, they'll be like, oh, fuck, that's really good. Like, I'm happy for you. How can I support you? Right? Let's, let's have the conversation (laughs) about it. Have you found similar, Frank? Yeah, up until, yeah, it's realistic. I, I was lucky with, obviously, my wife has seen me go from my biggest to my smallest back up, back down. So she, as soon as I said what I wanted to do, she was always, always on board mm. in that aspect. And she knew what would it meant for me to, and what, ha- what had to be involved for me to achieve it. Mm. My mom, my mom and dad, definitely the same boat as my wife, because my mom was there when I was 150, and I dropped down. She like, she actually, and I, hey, mom, if you're watching this, love you. Uh, <laughs> she helped me get down to, when I first lost weight, to, down to 90, 90, whatever it was, yeah. because she was getting up and making my breakfast in the morning when I'd get up and then I'd go to the gym. Yeah. Like, so, she, and so when I told her what I was doing now in the past couple of years, She's been on board. When I thought about the challenge and what I could eat, she would accommodate me and then everybody else. So she would literally, literally make something, well, like it would be similar to what everyone else is eating, like the side part, but then the protein aspect, it would be like if they're having cotelet schnitzels, yeah. it would just be plain chicken for me, you know? So she was, yeah, she's good. My, my in-laws, after I explained to them what I was doing, they, they became very accommodating. My extended family, they, understood once I told them, like, oh, I can't because of yada, yada. Yeah. My cousins that are around my age, straight away, they're like, cool, no worries, we've got you. Yeah. But my older aunties and all that, they're like, well, what do you mean? And then I explained that they were good. But it did take a little bit of explaining to like the older generation in my family, but yeah. the younger ones, because obviously we grew up together, they understood straight away and they were like, okay, cool, no worries. You know, we won't bust your balls, we'll, you know, let you go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was lucky that, you know, especially my family, my mom, dad, and my wife that they've seen what I've gone through previously and they understand as soon as I say, because I'm either 100% or I'm nothing. Yeah. You know, balls to the wall. Yeah. All in. All in. That's a little, that's a, that's a theme with you, Frank. Yeah. All in or nothing. Yeah. All in or nothing. Because yeah. if you're in, if you're in between, you're still indecisive. Yeah. You know, you're very indecisive. It's either you're, you're 100% or you're not, you know, with everything, no matter what it is. Well, that works for you, right? 100%. So. It's perfect. Yeah. Because whatever, at the end of the day, whatever, whether it's good or bad, it's going to happen. Yeah. Because you know? that's a big philosophy in my life is it happens. Literally. You just hear me, happens. Because if it's good or bad, it's going to happen. You have no control over it. Well, you have control over how you interpret it. Exactly. Right? Things don't know if they're good or bad. They just happen. Exactly. Exactly. And it's up to it's you happens. to decide whether yeah. they're good or bad. It happens. 
So there's no point if something bad, like, yeah, it's bad, but it's going to happen. So it happens. So, you know. It kind of ties into um, my next question for you guys with regards to, um, you know, communicating the self-improvement journey that you're on, whether it's physical or psychological. Obviously, with the challenge, it's, it's mainly physical, but there is a psychological aspect to it, is limiting beliefs, right? Especially for, like, this is going to probably be particularly important for you, Frank, for someone who grew up as the fat kid, that belief about always being the fat kid is really difficult to confront and in particular question from a limiting belief perspective. Because if you believe, if you've, if all you've ever known is being the fat kid and you feel like you're forever going to be the fat kid or the fat man, you have to get to a point where you question that limiting belief and go, no, no, no. I, I've been the fat kid up until this point, but I'm taking control of this limiting belief. I'm going to decide that I don't have to be this anymore, right? I can be the fit dad, right? I don't need to have the dad bod. I can have the bod I want and also be a dad, right? And, and um, with you as well, Cara, I know that earlier in your life, you were very athletic and played a bunch of sport and then kind of lost your way with the fitness journey and then kind of found it again, you know, five, five or so years ago. Um, but the limiting beliefs that were around, you know, when I was younger, I used to be athletic and I used to be sporty and I used to be in fitness and that's not me anymore. You had to get to a point where you question that limiting belief and you had to start challenging it and ultimately changing it to the point where it was no longer limiting and it became an empowering belief. What advice can you guys give in that regard to somebody who's listening right now and going, you know what, I really want to make the improvements that I need to make to my lifestyle, but I'm stuck up against this brick wall of this limiting belief of who I am at this point in time. And I don't know how to question it and I don't know how to challenge it. and I don't know how to get through it. It's a tough question. I, I, I feel like it's, it, it's also the people around you. Yeah, people around you. The, the, my, so you know how there's, there's a saying, you know, the people that make you laugh aren't really your friends. The people that make you cry are the ones that truly care mm-hmm. or along those lines. Mm-hmm. So obviously your family, they'll tell you. They, 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 and like, you know, oh, if you're married, your partner, whatever it may be. That will tell you, honestly, you know, if you say, I don't, you know, I, I feel uh, whatever it may be, fat, too skinny, whatever. They'll usually say, look, they'll, you know, agree with you or they will tell you. I had that most of my life, especially with the older generation. Mm. Straight up. They'll tell you, you know, you got to eat less. You're too fat. Oh, okay. You know? My mom, she would sugarcoat it. But you knew, you know, she, when I was, definitely when I was younger. Now, even though I still, I guess it mine, mine more or less comes into, I guess it would be some sort of body dysmorphia because that's what I still think or what I see. It's not necessarily that I, th- I think it, it's just that's what I see, you know? But I have my wife telling me all the time, you're not, you know? You're, you are that fit person, you that fit, strong person, muscly person you want to be. Now I guess it's just, oh, I've always, I just want to continuously self-improve to get to that next level, you know? Achieving that next level is even the harder part now, because now I just want to get that. And then obviously when you get to that, you know, I want to be bigger, I want to be stronger. You know, so and I think it's more my belief now is more it's in that aspect than more or less the the fat kid. But when I get to food, that's where that comes in. And I, you know what, I, you know, honestly, I think it's more the the what you surround yourself with. You know, people that will tell you, you know, you are fine, eat it. You know, or you are exactly what you want to have achieved because they've been with you across the whole journey. You know, from whatever that journey may be. It's, I feel like the mental game is always going to be everyone's problem and it's hard to change it, but you can get help with people telling you, mm-hmm. reinforcing and continuously reinforcing, not just the one-off. Continue, continue reinforcement, I feel, definitely would help that. Because I don't know, I don't know, like, you know, I've never been on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, oh, you're like, you're really skinny. I've never been there. So I wouldn't even know, what, you know, I've always been on, you know, big guy, the big guy. But now that I have reached from my goals, the reinforcement does help. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. What about you, Cara? How have you dealt with limiting beliefs? Oh, I, I think I can like from when I first began. Um, it took a while because I kept making excuses for myself, saying no, I can't do that, yes. or there's not enough time, yeah. or I need to prioritize everything else before myself, which is what I'd done. Mm. Um, and then I just took that leap, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and it just went from there. So my belief kept growing, um, going from doing nothing to like a group environment with the support network there. That actually helped me. And it grew my mind, it grew everything. Um, the trainers there helped as well. So they kept pushing you to believe in yourself and it just went from there. So yeah. I think that there, from from what I kind of have experienced through running eight seasons of of the challenge and everything else that I've kind of experienced through um, working in the fitness industry for over fifteen years, there needs to be like an initial um, break in the self limiting beliefs. And for a lot of people, like you mentioned, Frank, it can be the environment, right? It needs to be like one person that tells you the hard truth that you, you know deep down is true, but you don't really want to hear someone else question that limiting belief, right? There needs to be that. And, and often it's going to be someone who's close to you, who really cares about you, who goes, you know what? You're, you're fucking better than this, man. Like you are more capable than you think you are. And you need to really start questioning this limiting belief. So I think that that's a really important um, piece of the puzzle is to 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 find that person. And it can just be one person, right? It might be your spouse. It might be one of your parents. It might be a, a brother or a sister or your best friend or whatever it is that you just need to be, look, le- like level with me, right? Tell me what I don't want to hear, but that I need to hear. You need someone else to kind of call you out on that. And there needs to be that that fracture of that limiting belief. And then it's about building the momentum behind the reinforcing belief rather than lim- limiting belief, which is exactly what you say, Kara, right? So it might be, you know what, I need to get the support of um, a personal trainer or an online coach um, or, or a mentor or, you know, somebody that can kind of help me now start building reinforcing beliefs and replacing the limiting beliefs with the reinforcing beliefs. And as you start to build the momentum, it becomes easier to now start going, no, 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 I did accomplish that. Well, why can't I, and you mentioned it, Frank, right? Like, why can't I go to the next thing? And then why can't I go to the next thing? And you go from these limiting beliefs that sound a lot like, I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. I've always been this. Therefore, I will always continue to be this into reinforcing beliefs where it's, I accomplished this. Why can't I accomplish this next thing? Or I was capable enough to do that. I'm now capable enough to go and chase the next thing. So it's about shifting limiting beliefs into reinforcing beliefs. Is that what you guys have experienced? Yeah. 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 Across the, across the board? Set. <laughs> awesome. All right. I want to talk um, just before we wrap up. I can't believe we've, we've been going an hour already. This is what happens when we, uh, when we dive into these, these episodes. It's been amazing to hear about your, your journeys and just how you guys have kind of dealt with um, the, both the physical and the psychological aspects of your fitness journeys thus far. I want to ask you guys specifically about the challenge because we haven't really spoken about the challenge at all. It's just been all these other bits and pieces. Um, what was your favorite part of the challenge? Training. The training? Yeah. Yeah. I love training. Awesome. <laughs> I love the I workout love the programs. Yeah. I love Did you like the first five weeks or the second five weeks better or a bit of both? I, I reckon the se- even though I was probably more tired in the second half, yeah. like obviously because my calorie intake was even lower, yeah. I actually prefer- I preferred the second uh, block. Yeah. The second block. Well, the workouts way. get harder as the challenge goes yeah. on. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I liked that. Like, I liked that split. The yeah. split that I, that's there. I've actually continued that split for the time being. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Kara? What was your favorite part? I enjoyed the training. As well? Yeah. yeah. Specifically the second block also. Mm-hmm. Just with the drop sets and rest pause sets. Mm-hmm. Those were brutal, but they mm-hmm. worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to train. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done challenges in the past? Like fitness challenges, transformation challenges? I have. Yeah. 
So obviously I've done one, I've done Massive Jazz at the start of the year as well. Yes. And then I've done uh, another one when I was a bit younger, like, oh, it was a while ago. Yeah. How, how, do, how do you feel the MJ Challenge stacked up to the other one that you did? I don't think there's a, like a bigger, a kind of big, big enough gap, like, you know, Master Joe's compared to the other one. Like, it's a big, big difference. Yeah. Like, we're talking like, you're like supreme, like, ruler and then, you know, peasant. Good, good. You know, I'm blushing. <laughs> and I mean that wholeheartedly. No, I'm happy to hear it. What about you, Cara? Have you done other challenges before, or other transformations or any of that sort of thing? Oh, uh, no. This is my very first challenge. Oh, so well, according to Frank, we've set the bar pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's yeah. no point anywhere else. Just keep going back here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about um, you know? Because I, uh, whenever we we open um, registrations for the next season of the challenge, and for those of you who are, because I know a bunch of you are going, when's the next challenge? I want to get in on the next one. So season nine, we are going to open uh, in January 2023, and we're going to start the challenge in February 2023, which is a little bit earlier than we've done for the start of year challenges in the past, but we want to get a, the, the jump on in uh, in season nine. So, um, so January, February 2023 is when season nine will open. For somebody who has been toying with the idea of, you know, they've seen the MJ Fitness Challenge before, but they've never committed to it, right? And they've always kind of, you know, ah, I should do it. Ah, no, I'll leave it to the next one. Ah, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, these guys have had great experiences. You know, what, what can you say to people who are thinking about doing the challenge, but are not 100% committed? Well, I've got two, two, two good reasonings. So if you're going into the fat loss aspect, mm -hmm. and if you've just finished the bulk, it is a good way to, to mm -hmm. shred down. Yep. If you just feel like, literally, I've done it. It sucks at the start, but it is worth it. It's great for a shred. Absolutely, 100% wholeheartedly, I'll die on that hill. Uh, but if you are at your start, the start of your fitness journey, yep. it is a absolute great way to build routine mm -hmm. because it's given to you. If you don't know how to build that routine, it's give everything is literally given to you. Mm -hmm. Like you just got to put into practice. Like you said, you just got to, it's there. And it, to, you know, that's the, the, I feel like that's probably a big driving factor besides me personally, I feel discipline is number is, is reign supreme in any of those journeys. But routine will come very, very close second because it's, you need to start the routine and have a routine and just to continue it and just stick to it. And the hardest part is starting it. Mm. And this definitely, even if it's the muscle gain, like whether, whatever it may be, I feel like, yeah, it helps to start that big time. Awesome. Thank you. Cara? Um, well, before I joined the challenge, um, I was working off my own workouts, which I found stale, to be honest. So yeah. I thought, why not give a challenge a crack, freshen it up a bit, uh, reset everything. So that's why I signed up to the challenge and it gave a whole new perspective. Um, uh, fantastic support, nutrition plan, workout plan, sub guide, training journal, so you can track everything. That's, that's what I enjoyed about it. So I could see how I'm progressing each week with each exercise. Um, if I need to uh, up, the, up the ante, which I did. <laughs> My word, that was difficult. Um, but yeah, no, well worth it. Awesome. Awesome. So are we going to see you guys back for season nine? I don't know about nine, maybe 10. Yeah. Yeah. You got to defend. You got to defend the title now. Yeah, I know. You got to come back to back. <laughs> yeah, but now. I feel well, like you've done two in a row, right? Yeah. So you did season eight and season yeah. nine. So you need a little bit of a break. Yeah, I think I, I need to put up some muscle. Yeah. and then come down and then shut yeah. down again. Yeah, it might do that. I what about know. you, Kari? You coming back to defend your title? I don't know. <laughs> I might let it sit for a bit. Yeah. I won't join in the new year. Yeah, maybe mid year. Yeah. To end of late next year. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You going, yeah, you guys going like, if you're running with two, like normally roughly it's yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, we'll do, we'll do season nine at the start of 2023 and season 10 at the end of 2023. Mm. Then I will, season 10 I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, and yeah. Hopefully well, we might, we might have a battle. Whoever wins male fat loss for season nine, you guys will have to go head to head for season 10, right? Oh, well. 
And same for you, Car. Whoever wins female build muscle season nine, <laughs> we'll on. have a new champion and we'll have to go head to head. Yeah, it's oh, on. Wow. I'll be there season 10, 100%. It gives me time to prep myself and get some more muscles, get yeah. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> So what? Fantastic. <laughs> Started at the end of a bulk. Good yeah. To go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, guys, uh, congratulations once again for being our season eight uh, challenge champions. Um, and thank you guys for being on the podcast. This is the first time we've ever done this. I think you've shared some really valuable insights and, and um, practical and strategic advice that the listeners and the viewers can take and apply to their own fitness journeys. And really any kind of personal development journey, a lot of these concepts are the same when it comes to self-limiting beliefs and environments and um, you know a lot of the things that we've discussed in this episode. So congratulations. Thank you guys once again. It's been an awesome chat and awesome to have you guys on the podcast. Uh, for those of you listening, if you want to register your interest for the next season. So season nine, which will start in January, February, 2023. Uh, you want to go to mjfitnesschallenge.com.au. Uh, mjfitnesschallenge.com.au, just spelt phonetically. Uh, and there's a little section there where you can pop your name and your email address down. Uh, and then you'll be the first to know as soon as registration opens in January for um, season nine of the challenge. And if all goes well, you guys could be sitting where these two are sitting uh, in, well, what's 10 weeks from February? It's going to be like May 2023 yeah. uh, because these two spots will be up for grabs. The uh, male lose fat crown and the female build muscle crown. So mjfitnesschallenge.com.au, go pop your details in. You'll be the first to know when uh, when registration opens. Frank, thank you so much. Thank you. Cara, thank you so much. You. We're about to go grab a pre-workout meal and I'm going to take you guys through a legs workout, uh, which I'm excited about. I don't <laughs> know if you should be excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> of course, of course. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. A couple of things to round out. Firstly, if you've yet to subscribe to the Fitness Times Business Podcast on your favorite podcast, podcasting platform. Make sure you do that right now so you don't miss any future episodes. Secondly, if you guys took some value from this episode, the one thing we ask in return is that you share the show. And finally, if you've yet to leave us a five-star rating, make sure you do that before the next episode.